What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, I'm going to catch up on some hot stove moves, some rumors also. Let's start with some rumors before we get to some concrete signings. You know, the reigning National League Cy Young winner is still unsigned, Blake Snell. He is this year's Cy Young winner. I think, I mean, I don't want to say most people, but I low-key forgot about that. And he's a free agent. I forgot that. He is a free agent. As a Cy Young, you would think someone like that would be off the board by now or there'd be more news about the sweepstakes to get him. But we're hearing now the Angels and Giants are among teams that are pursuing him. So the Angels just lost Otani to the Dodgers. They never really appeared to be a finalist for Yamamoto. But here they are. They're pursuing the biggest fish remaining on the market. That's going to be Blake Snell. They've said, or there are reports saying that Blake Snell is their priority now that Otani is gone. And the Giants are also interested in Blake Snell. So if you sign Blake Snell, if you're the Angels, it's going to be a departure from the norm. Because the Angels, they have a three-year commitment to Tyler Anderson. They gave him last offseason. That was the first multi-year deal they've ever, or they've given a free agent starting pitcher since Joe Blanton a decade ago. So the Angels are known for making a splash on the free agent market for bats, but not for arms. I mean, look at some of the big deals they've given. Pujols, Rendon, Josh Hamilton. You know, it's been a while. I mean, we know they gave C.J. Wilson a deal, like I said, over a decade ago. It's been a while since they signed a starting pitcher to a big contract. And they've been wary of these commitments to pitchers. They did pursue Garrett Cole when he was a free agent a few years ago, but they lost that to the Yankees then. But now they're looking at Blake Snell. For the Giants, similarly to them, like they haven't given long-term deals to starting pitchers in five years. In five years, they've had Farhan Zaidi as their president of baseball operations. They haven't done it. They haven't gone beyond three years on any deal for a starter. And, you know, that's what they did. And they lost Kevin Gosman. Because of that, he went to the Blue Jays on a five-year 110. And then they only went to three years to sign Anthony Desclafani. They gave two-year deals to Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Sean Manaya, and Ross Stripling. The longer-term pitching uh, deals for pitchers just hasn't been in the playbook for this front office. So if they get Blake Snell, they're going to have to pay up for it. So the Giants have also not really been consistently successful with this front office. They had a... Anomaly of a season in 2021 where they won 107 games. But since then, they've just fallen well shy of the huge expectations. That season was definitely an outlier. So if you look at the projections, right? I mean, for Blake Snell, what are you going to expect to spend to sign him? Well, if you're looking at similar deals, uh, you know, a guy like Carlos Rodon, Robbie Ray, Gosman, which I just mentioned, Luis Castillo. These are the guys that I'm seeing come up as comps for contracts. Rodon, six years, 162. He was 30 years old when he signed it. So Blake Snell's 31, just turned 31 a month ago. So his market value is looking around six years, 144-ish. You know, that puts him at about $24 million a year. For the AAV. That sounds very reasonable for a 31-year-old pitcher coming off a left-handed pitcher coming off a uh, Cy Young season. That's roughly what he's projected to get. This is off of 
you know, spotrack.com, you could be getting more than that. Just given the way teams are kind of throwing money around this season, that does seem like it could be light if these two teams, Giants and Angels, get into a bidding war. The bidding war could definitely drive that price up and you could definitely get way more than that. But I think that's a very conservative estimate for what we can expect to see for Blake Snell. In other news, some actual signings. The Blue Jays have made a splash on the market. So, you know, with some of the names coming off the board, the Blue Jays, they were linked to some guys. Cody Bellinger, for instance, but they have not signed him. Cody Bellinger remains a free agent. Instead, they went out and they re-signed Kevin Kiermeyer on Boxing Day. So it's a one-year deal, $10.5 million guaranteed. So Kiermeyer is going to turn 34 in April, and we know what he does with the glove. He is a center fielder through and through. He's an outstanding center fielder. The bat has just been along for the ride over his career. Although it's, it's been serviceable. It's actually slightly above league average. At least it was in 2023. So the 10.5 million guarantee is, is a very good deal for someone who's going to be, uh, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. So I wouldn't say it's a, it's a cheap deal, but it's not expensive either. That's a, I think it's a very fair deal for what you're going to get out of Kevin Kiermeyer. So I'm going to hit right around league average and getting, going to give you above average defense. One year deal for that in center field. I think that's a lot better than rolling the dice. On a guy like Bellinger, who may or may not hold up over the long term, because he's he's asking for a long term deal, two hundred million dollars. They also went out and they signed Isaiah Kiner Falefa. It's a two year, fifteen million dollar deal for IKF. And IKF, we talk about gloves with uh, you know Kiermaier. IKF has a glove as well. This is someone who won a Gold Glove with the Rangers as the regular third baseman in twenty twenty, but he hasn't played much third base. Since then, uh, you know, they use him as a shortstop in 2021. The Yankees did the same in 2022. This past season, the Yankees moved him all around the diamond since Anthony Volpe took over as the everyday shortstop. So IKF got a lot of playing time in center field, left field, a little bit of third base, right field, shortstop, and one inning at second base in that order. So center, left, third, right, short, and then one inning at second base. So mostly outfield, mostly center field. Uh, and left, really. That's, that's where he was playing. But, uh, you know, Matt Chapman is a free agent. So it would seem like the Blue Jays could just put IKF as a regular third baseman for the time being because Matt Chapman might be gone. It at least gives them a gold glove starter if Chapman signs elsewhere or if a more clear cut starter can't be found. I mean, let's forget about. Chapman, whether he stays, whether he returns to Toronto or not, IKF still has a spot on this roster because you could see IKF as a replacement for Whit Merrifield. Also, you know, Whit Merrifield, another right-handed hitter who plays second base and outfield, but IKF gives them even more versatility because Merrifield plays very little third base and no shortstop. So, you know, if you look at your roster, Merrifield's a better hitter, but IKF with, has more defensive versatility, so you can kind of platoon those guys a little bit if you need to. And then IKF is also just a better fit at third base defensively than any of their infielders who are already on the roster. Kevin Biggio, Ernie Clement, Santiago Espinal, David Schne- Davis Schneider. So, I mean, two years, $15 million, million, it's a pretty nice deal for IKF, honestly. Um, and yeah, I mean, for him... That's that's pretty good money for someone who hasn't hit much. Honestly, I'm 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 running to the bank with that one. 
I'm, I'm signing that contract right away because it's a pretty good guarantee. So the Blue Jays making some low-key moves here. Uh, not a big signing by any means, but they're just kind of shoring up their defense with these two moves. That's the way I see it, shoring up their defense. But they're, they're definitely still a bunch of questions to be answered on that roster, but we'll see what they do with the rest of the winter. Cause you know, like I said, so they have some free agents who haven't signed yet or we don't really know what's going on there. Moving on, the White Sox are set to sign Martin Maldonado. So Martin Maldonado will earn $4 million in 2024 with the White Sox. You get a gold glove catcher who doesn't hit at all, but you know, in the theme of defense, that's, that's kind of what you're getting here. These defensive guys are getting signed right now. That's three I just named right now with. Kiermaier, kind of Falefa, and now Maldonado. So Maldonado was a catcher for the Astros for four and a half years. I mean, it was clear the Astros were moving on from him once they signed Victor Caratini. Caratini to a two-year deal during the winter meetings. And, you know, Caratini is going to be their backup behind Yanir Diaz, who had a phenomenal rookie year with the Astros, a 128 OPS plus as a rookie for Houston. I mean, that's, that's great. 25 years old. He just turned 25. It was his age 24 season, put up 3.2 wins above replacement on the year with 23 homers. So that's the catcher. That's, the, that's a new American League catcher to keep an eye on. Yanya Diaz in Houston. So Marcin Maldonado, you know, free agent had to go and he's going to the White Sox. So not a huge deal, but something to mention nonetheless. So in other news, I would say that the big news, you know, it would be, it would be, uh, it would be just wrong for me not to mention this story. Wander Franco, Wander Franco has been in, in, in a little bit of trouble, allegedly, allegedly. There, there were some allegations that came out against him during the season, which led to him being placed on the administrative leave, uh, administrative list, basically suspended for the rest of the season. I think suspended with pay with a restricted list. Uh, there were some social media allegations. He had an, appro- an inappropriate relationship with a minor. So these are some allegations that came out on August 14 when he was placed on the restricted list by the Rays. So now there's news that authorities in the Dominican Republic have summoned him for questioning. That is what we are hearing. Don't really have much more else to say, although there were some reports saying that they went to his house and didn't see him there. They went to his mom's house and they went to his house and didn't see him there. And at least that was the initial report that came out. So that's a, that's, that's a story to keep an eye on as the off season develops because that's a big name, obviously. And those are serious allegations, but we'll let the process play out and we'll see what comes of it as the investigation, as, as the investigators continue to look into what really went on there. So that's what we're hearing. Uh, MLB is not really going to do anything because they have to wait until the legal process plays out before they determine what can happen. Because, I mean, right now he's on the restricted list. Uh, it's, it is true. MLB can levy discipline regardless of whether a player is criminally charged. But in this case, I'm sure they're just going to wait for the process to play out because it's clear that authorities in the Dominican Republic are looking into it. And there is still plenty of offseason left. So it's not as if there's any kind of roster move that needs to be made right now. So. That's what we're hearing out of the Dominican Republic, out of Tampa Bay shortstop Wander Franco's world, but we'll see what comes of it. That's going to do for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who'd be interested. 
and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.